God, saints, thank you so much for being here, joining us in worship. Thank you all that's online with us. Uh, you all have a sermon outline to follow along in your bulletin with me today. It is Black History Month, and history always connects us back to the Bible. History always connects us back to Christ. And so we are going to be entering, as we are continuing to celebrate Black History Month and the month of love, we're also preparing for Easter. Tell your neighbor, get ready for Easter. It's a lot, isn't it? (laughs) It's a lot. You all go to the grocery store sometime. Like right now, we just finished Valentine's Day, but what's in the stores right now? Easter stuff. (laughs) So we got to get ready. Tell your neighbor, get ready. So in preparation for upcoming Easter, which I believe is in April this year, we are going to be doing a series called The Chosen. And The Chosen is actually a movie series that's on Angel Video. And so the Bible study groups will be watching these movies together. You can watch the movies by yourself. If you look in your bulletin, the the, uh, information is in your bulletin. You can download the app. You can watch the movies. And we're going to be studying and talking about Being God's chosen. Tell your neighbor you're chosen. Whether you knew it or not, you're chosen. So we're going to watch the trailer right now so we can all kind of see it, get a sneak peek at what we'll be watching. Excuse me. I have something for you. For me. Throw this down for a catch. Uh, I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. We've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. Everything that grows here is immaculate. Except for the people. You're such a miserable lot. You worship one God, and yet you're all divided. Only one language keeps their peace. None speak it. You are the great Nicodemus. I serve only God. Yes. Yes, so do your enemies. Rogue preachers in the wilderness, raving about a coming Messiah. Sam, you're scared. Lost everything. Burned every bridge. If I don't catch a ton of fish or get some help somehow, they'll arrest me. I'm trapped. No more talking, Simon. Maybe God can get your attention now. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. incredible you have experienced a miracle you are healed what do you want from me follow me he performs miracles and seeks no credit 
get this? I don't know his name. His time for men to know has not yet come. We've, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. You have much bigger things ahead of you, Simon, son of Jonah. Anything is possible now. Don't you see? Would you at least know him if you saw him again? I will know him for the rest of my life. <laughs> Praise God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this day and this time together. We thank you, Lord, that you allow us to come to worship you, to learn about you, to connect with each other, Holy Spirit. We pray that you will continue, Lord, to speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, and help us to grow spiritually, Lord, and mentally towards you, Lord, and towards each other. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and all your people said, amen and amen. So does that movie look like something you all might want to (laughs) see? Maybe, (laughs) all right, yes. Praise God. So I want you to know that as we watch this movie series together, that I have to give some quick disclaimers. A disclaimer is helping you to understand a little bit so you don't go into it and be disappointed later. The movie is meant to inspire us to read scripture and to learn more about the story. There are some fictional parts in the movie. There, you know, the writers weren't there back in the day, so they don't know every single detail that happened. So the writers were inspired to think about what these characters went through and what their lives were really like before they encountered Jesus. All of us, say all of us, all of us are allowed to imagine what the life of the people or the people of history was like. Today, when our young people came up and talked about black excellence. And they described people like Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King and and Simone Biles and even Mayor Bibb, hallelujah. And they talked about what those persons went through. They helped us to try to imagine a little bit about those historical figures. In the same manner, we can imagine what the biblical people were like. What did they experience? What did they go through? I mean, can you imagine what the world was like in the Bible? Tell me real quick, what do you think they might have experienced? What was life? Real, some one or two word answers. What do you think life was like in biblical times? Horrible. <laughs> oh, hard. Hard. Simple. Somebody said hard. Simple. Challenging. Unjust. Was it hot? Depends on who you were. The weather mattered, right? And what they lived where? In the Middle East, right? Some of you all have traveled to the Middle East. What is it like? It's hot. What else? It's dry. Any particular smells? (laughs) Karen said it was lacking of deodorant in some places. (laughs) 
You see, people in America, we assume that everybody has access to showers like we have access to showers, amen, but it's not the same way. And especially in biblical times, we know they did not have indoor plumbing, so it was a different kind of smell, amen. <laughs> what, what about the taste? Anything in particular? Some of you all described when you came back from um, Israel, you talked about the food and how fresh it was, the vegetables and the fruit and the different types of fruit that were available in Israel that are not available here in America. So just think about that from, from a biblical perspective, though, from an ancient perspective, that everything that they were experiencing, they, were, they got up every day just like us and they lived their lives. And we can imagine what life was like for them. They were just going about their everyday lives. They were feeding the animals. They were farming. They were cooking. They were cleaning. They were getting married. They were doing funerals. They were doing all the things that we do. And then one day, say one day, Jesus entered the world and changed everything. They were just going around their regular lives. And then something huge and major and transformative happened into the world. I want us to think about this question. Who was there? Who were the people that were there when Jesus entered the scene? Who were those people? We have the disciples. Everyone has heard about the disciples, right? We have the disciples. We have the religious folks, right? It was a lot of Jewish religious folks. We have the women, and then we have Jesus. There were a lot of different people on the scene. And when you all watch this movie, you're going to be amazed to see all the people. I mean, you're going to see the people that were begging on the side of the street. You're going to see the women as they traveled and they cooked and they cleaned. You're going to see the children and what kind of games they played. You're going to see the animals It's one particular scene when this man is walking and he has on his sandals and he's not watching. And guess what? He stepped in. (laughs) Think about everything they went through. These people were living their lives. And they didn't know Jesus. But guess what? Jesus knew them. Jesus knew them. Jesus encountered people that he already knew. Every single person Jesus met, he already knew everything about them. Now the people didn't know him, say yet. The people didn't know Jesus, but Jesus knew them. Jesus knows all of us. Say all of us and give your hand a circle. All of us. All of us. Jesus knows all of us, even when we don't know him. Isn't that amazing? He knows all of us. Think about this. As I was watching this movie, never was there a time when Jesus walked up to somebody and said, Hello, my name is Jesus. Never was there a time when Jesus got to the disciples and, and, and Simon said, Hey, I, I'm, I'm Simon. How you doing today? What's your name? Never was there a time when Mary Magdalene happened to be walking about and Jesus said, Hey, I'm Jesus. You're who? Mary? That didn't happen, did it? Not one time in the Bible did Jesus stop and introduce himself. 
Think about your first encounter with Jesus, if you know Jesus. Did Jesus knock on your door and whisper in your ear and say, hey, hey, Karen, hey, I'm Jesus. You know, did Michael, did Michael, did he say, Michael, where you at, Michael? I'm here. Jesus just shows up and lets us know he already knows us. Jesus already knows us. We are known by Jesus. Jesus chose very specific people, say specific, very specific people that he was going to encounter when he first entered the world. He had already chosen those people. He knew he was going to work with a certain group of people. Why did he choose those people? Think about it. Every single person he encountered had something going on with him, with themselves, that we also have going on with us, don't we? Simon, the disciple who later became Peter, Simon didn't always tell the truth, did he? He was a little fuzzy. He stayed in denial a whole lot of times. He didn't trust and believe in a future for himself that was bigger than being a fisherman. How many of us can see ourselves in Simon? We know that we we sometimes mess up. Simon was the one that denied Jesus three times. Any of us ever denied Jesus? Everybody in the world, if you're not sitting in the church on a Sunday morning, you deny Jesus, amen? (laughs) Think about the other people he encountered. He encountered women. Most religious folks back in the day, women were obsolete. They were in the background. But he encountered the women. Mary Magdalene, who's one of the people you'll meet this week when you watch the movie, Mary Magdalene is one of the women of the Bible. And her name, if you don't, if you take out all of Jesus' family members, but her name is mentioned the most out of any other name, Mary Magdalene. Who has heard that name, Mary Magdalene? We've all heard it in some form, but she herself was a very broken woman. The Bible says that she had seven demons inside of her. Ever felt like you was going through a struggle or somebody around you was going through a struggle and you wondered if they had some demons in them? (laughs) Y'all must not know the people I know. (laughs) Ever looked at somebody and you wonder what is going on with that person? Mary Magdalene was that person. She was also that person. She had a lot of money. The Bible describes her as being one of the first supporters of Jesus, supporting him financially. You see, we think when we're wealthy or we think when we have money that that solves all the problems, right? But Mary Magdalene still had some demons. We all have some demons, don't we? Jesus chose people for very specific reasons. He chose Nicodemus. Nicodemus was this religious leader. He thought he knew everything. He thought he was all powerful and all great because he could read all of the Hebrew literature and all of the, the words of the Bible, of the Torah. But you know what? Jesus encounters Nicodemus and he lets him know, you don't, ever, you don't know everything you think you know. Because Nicodemus asks a question, how can you be born again? He didn't understand how he could be born again when he was already born the first time. So look at this. Jesus went to people 
that thought they knew a lot of stuff. How many of us think we know a lot of stuff sometimes? Or you know somebody that's a know-it-all? Jesus went to people who thought they knew a lot because he had some new stuff to teach. Every person Jesus encountered, he knew they had some brokenness. He knew they had some sinfulness. He knew they had some demons. And he knew they were, they had some fears. Does that describe any of us today? We got some brokenness. We got some demons. We got some sinfulness. We got some fears. Every single one of us, Jesus already knows about us. He knows every detail of our lives. He knows from the moment we are created in our mother's womb. Notice I didn't say the moment you took your first breath. He knows us from the moment we were created in our mother's wombs. And he knows us until he receives us back in heaven, all the way, the full cycle. He knows every part of our lives. How does he know this? Think about this. What's my birthday? All right, Pastor Antonia. One of y'all knew out of everybody. (laughs) What's my mother's name? They over there like, Mom. <laughs> Look, Terrence going to rat me out, y'all. He going to give y'all my name. <laughs> That's my son over there. What hospital was I born in? <laughs> y'all just guessing now. <laughs> What's my favorite color? <laughs> I'm feeling like y'all don't know me at all. <laughs> But did you know that from the moment I was created in my mother's womb, just like you, Jesus has known all about you. He already knows every hair on your head. He knows your birthday. He knows your death date. He knows your favorite color. He knows what food you like. He knows where your, your sinfulness is. He knows your sadness. He knows your gladness. Everything about you, you are known by the living God. That's amazing. Your best friend don't forgot your birthday. Guess what? Jesus didn't forget your birthday. (laughs) Your husband, your spouse forgot your Valentine's Day stuff, right? Jesus ain't forget to love you every single day. Jesus knows us by name. He knows every single part of us. Again, how does he know this? We can see this in our scripture reading. Bring this up if you're able, Andrea, from Isaiah chapter 43. We're going to read this together. Starting in verse 1. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Wow. The first part of that, it says, he who created you. He who created you. Say that with me, but use the word me. He who created me. Only the one that creates us can know us. Only 
the one that helped shape and fashion and form us can know everything about us. And there is only one God who makes the claim that he created you. And that God is found in Jesus Christ. He says, he who created you. Then he says, he who formed you. He who formed you. Say it with me. Use the word me. He who formed me. See, sometimes we get told we're a mistake. Sometimes we get told we're ugly. We're too tall. We're too heavy. We're too skinny. We're too whatever. But God formed us. He made us to be exactly who we are. Everything about you, God loves. Everything about you. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh, and he looks in the mirror and he says, hey, because he loves you. He created and formed you to be exactly who you are. And then he says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. What does redeemed mean? What does redeemed mean? Saved, brought you back, made a way, figured things out, made sure you're going to have what you need. I redeemed you. And then here's the part, y'all. This is the part. He says, I have summoned you by name. I have summoned you by name. Say that with me. I have summoned you by name. Whose name? <laughs> Your name, right? My name. You, we, we don't think about how much God loves us, including our name. Our names. He says, I have called you by name. You see, when we think about history, saints, God is connecting us all the way to our past. He says, he who created you, Jacob. Jacob was long, long time ago, right? He who formed you, Israel, long time ago. But he's delivering it up to the present and the future. That we aren't just connected to one history. We're connected to God's history, amen? All the way back to the beginning of time. All of those characters that were described up here today for Black History Month, how many of you all know most of them got a connection to the church? Most of them have a faith. Most of them know Jesus or did know Jesus in their lifetime. We are a connected people. Say connected. How are we connected, though? We are connected because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. We are connected with each other because we are connected with God. He formed all of us. He created all of us. He redeemed all of us. And he knows all of us by what? Name. God is amazing. And he goes on to tell us in this scripture that when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Then he says, when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Then he says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. That is the God that loves you. He's letting us know that we already going to go through some troubles. Tell your neighbor, you're going to have troubles. 
You're going to have a lot of troubles in this world. But he's saying, I will be with you. He gives us a reason why. He says, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I am, say I am. The Lord your God, say the Lord your God. The Holy One of Israel, your Savior, my Savior. That is our God. God knows us. We are known by God, and because God knows all of the history. Think about this, saints. God knows every war. God knows every famine. God knows every pandemic. God knows every struggle, every bit of poverty, all the despair. God knows all of that. And he made a way and a plan for us to get through it. What was his way and his plan? What was his way? Anybody? Jesus. I am the... I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the way. We are known by God. Say, I'm known by God. And therefore, we are saved by God. I am saved by God. That is the God that serves us and that chose us. You see, you are chosen people. We, we think that, you know, we just get up in the morning and we don't even think about who we are. But every day, if we wake up and say, I am chosen I am a chosen person of God. I am a chosen daughter of God. I am chosen. I am saved. I am redeemed. How do you think your day would go if you got up every day and said, I'm chosen? (laughs) A lot better, amen. A lot better. If we got up every morning, instead of being like, oh, I can't stand this day, that teacher going to get on my nerves, that driver going to mess me up, I can't look at the bus driver, I'm so tired of these people, I don't want to be around people. Y'all know mornings is hard. That, that's just me on, on a Monday, I'm sorry. <laughs> but what if we got up and said, I'm chosen. God, what did you choose me for today? I'm chosen. I'm chosen to smile even when I feel like frowning. I'm chosen to smile even when I feel like crying. I'm chosen to be kind even when someone has been ignorant and downtrodden on me. I'm chosen to be who I am because you created me. You formed me. You redeemed me. And you know me by name. That is the God we serve. God is good. God is good. Our Lord and Savior wants us to understand that we're chosen and we're being a part of a history. We're part of a story, his story. We all know that, right? We're part of this story. And that story is, it started way back and it's coming all the way through the, you know, all of the years and the generations. And we're part of the story right now. Tell your neighbor you were chosen for such a time as this. So come back next week, y'all, so we can continue part two of The Chosen. Let's pray. 
Gracious God, we thank you and we honor you for being our God. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you chose us, that you know us, that we can trust in you, Lord. You formed us, you created us, you redeemed us, and then you called us by name. So gracious God, let us wake up every moment. Let's live every moment of our lives understanding we are chosen by you. We give you all the praise and honor. Do your name. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen. Say 